everyone. Thanks for tuning into Power Athlete Radio, featuring the crew, where a former pro football player and a D3 all-star use strength and conditioning as an excuse to talk about anything but. Now here's John and Tex. Hey, Power Athlete Nation. Welcome to another episode of the Premier Podcast and Strength Conditioning Power Athlete Radio. I'm John Wellborn, CEO for Power Athlete, and I'm joined by Mr. Tex McQuilkin, Director of Training for Power Athlete. Howdy, John. Good to see you. And, and we more. have two special guests, our nutrition ninjas. We got Sam and Rob from Power Athlete Nutrition. They're going to come on and they're going to help us answer, decimate, destroy, and just eviscerate every question that you might have that's coming through the hotline. And mm-hmm. just in case you've been living under a rock and hiding underneath the sea, Power Athlete has this cool thing called the Power Athlete Hotline where you can reach out. You can leave questions based on nutrition, training, old shitty trucks, cars, terrible movies, and maybe philosophy, even philosophy maybe even a Fast and Furious 9 recommendation. Uh, but you can reach that hotline at 929-464-464. 929-ing-ing. Zero. Yeah. Real easy to find us. So all I need you to do, pick up the phone. Start text, dialing. Start dialing. It's Wolf on Wall Street. I like the voice ones more than the text messages, and I don't always get the smoke signals. So, Rob and Sam, thanks for joining us today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us. All right, Tex. Well, let's fire up one of those questions we got from the hotline and see where it takes us. All right. Ready, ready. Hey, guys. So I'm a grindstone user, former field strong, Jack Street, been using programs on and off for a long time. I've got a question around uh, nutrition, or more broadly related to actual the um, smelling like ammonia from workouts. So this is something I've noticed when I train in a fasted state, typically with like a cardio component. Um, it's you know, very clearly ammonia. Um, you know, uh, research tells me that um, it's typically burning of amino acids, um, you know, and conversion of protein usage of protein to fuel. Now, the question which I cannot get an answer from Dr. Google um, is whether that's actually a bad thing or not. So the question is, you know, there's obviously concern if you're using protein, is it actually muscle wastage? Um, seems unlikely that you would, you'd be able to can break your body, be able to break down muscles into, uh, into protein, into energy that quickly. But obviously, uh, you know, have some concern. Um, currently on a leaning protocol, um, following it pretty pretty well. Um, I've always like working out in the morning in a fasted state. I'm not hungry. Um, you know, food makes me a little sick if, uh, unless I get up super early and do before the workout or don't like coffee, etc. So my question really is like, do I have anything to worry about? And if I don't have anything to worry about um, uh, with that, then can I continue training at fasted state, or should I suck it up, eat something a little bit, or get up a little earlier, eat something, and then uh, hit the workout? Thanks. Appreciate it. I'll Uh, defer. All right. A lot to unpack here. There is a lot to unpack. Ammonia Uh, during training. He doesn't like food before. Well, the only, he said, uh, is it bad? I think the only thing it's bad for is your t-shirt collection. Because (laughs) if you're wearing a t-shirt, and those of us that have had this happen periodically, I'll just go smell a t-shirt and it goes right in the trash. (laughs) And like, that's what happens, especially. And I played with a lot of dudes who, when they trained, uh, smelled like ammonia uh, to the point where it was almost like uh, ammonia caps to be around. And I played with other guys that never had that issue. My only experience with this 
was I did a Go Ruck challenge July 4th, 2012, maybe. 16 hours in freaking Washington, D.C. It was hot as all balls. You basically, like, you're wringing your clothes out when we would take breaks and stuff. And then it was, I had heard about it. And then it was like, okay, I know exactly what the hell this, what's going on. This is ammonia. So that was my only experience. I've never trained that hard or done that much work (laughs) ever again. But uh, that, yeah, that was it for me. So what do you guys think? I mean, this is a very real, uh, you know, chemical reaction. So what do you guys got? You want to start, Rob? Oh. Well, I think it's, uh, I think it's just kind of a natural thing. I mean, like your point of, is it bad? It's, you know, like you said, it's probably the worst for t-shirts for sure. Um, Because then you wash them and then you wear them again and then it kind of comes back out. But I think, uh, you know, I think it's really just the, the process. I think he had it in, the, in his statement. He said something about, uh, how did he phrase it? The fact that he can, couldn't kind of wrap his head around the fact that uh, protein could break down that fast. But, you know, I think people have to kind of realize that we are our bodies are just energy factories and we're going to keep doing we're going to keep doing energy building things and we're always looking for energy and that doesn't mean that um you're never going to start breaking down muscle because which is really what's happening is it's breaking down into the amino acids and that's what that that ammonia smell is um and that doing it fast is probably going to make it make it happen a little bit faster but it's not a bad thing it's just a thing i think yeah and that could also um i think didn't he say he was on the leaning protocol yeah. yeah um so he's getting enough protein so that's not a concern that he's you know not getting enough protein in his diet because that's set up at like one gram uh, ish per pound of body weight um, when you buy the template and so he's getting enough protein um if he wasn't, he, uh, that would be a different conversation, but since we kind of know a little bit into his diet, he is also could be a hydration factor. Um, kind of a funny anecdote is like cats. (laughs) So cats tend to not drink a lot of water and they have very high protein diets. And so you can immediately smell cat urine. I don't have cats, but if you go to a house that has them and it's on the rug, you know, cat smell. Um, so (laughs) Well, the other one too is uh, like, what else is in his diet? Um, like, uh, is he eating a lot of asparagus? Um, mm-hmm. You know, like all I would also look at like some micronutrients, like if he was uh, B vitamins. So, I mean, there's a bunch of different key factors uh, involved in this. Uh, another one could be, and I know it sounds funny, just a little basic hygiene. I know that uh, the guys that didn't shower as often tended to smell more like ammonia than the guys that didn't. So I, I knew guys that didn't shower, like on double days, didn't shower after practice. And I could like without like I could walk out and be like I know this dude doesn't shower, so I mean it's just uh, maybe it could be some hygiene issue, uh, body you know like body odor, body hair. I mean there's always just maybe some cleanliness things, maybe change your shampoo. I mean those are just easy fixes, but um, it also could be you know like if he's uh, leaning protocol, if he's in a ketogenic diet. I mean there that could also be another one. I mean I can smell people's breath when I know they're on ketogenic or they're in ketosis, just like. Uh, DMSO. Um, so DMSO is a old kind of remedy to, you know, that, that is like a transdermal pulsing through the skin and actually gets rid of swelling. So they use it on racehorses and I used to use it on my knee to try to get swelling off my knee. And uh, it gives you almost like a sour milk taste to the point where like 
if somebody was on DMSO and I haven't smelled it in years, I could smell it instantly on their breath. So, well, his area code is 917, which is like New York proper, Bronx, Brooklyn, Manhattan. Um, so I don't know if he's actually there or that's just where he's from, but that's the area code. Yeah. Which, I mean, New York, it's pretty yeah. hot I mean, in the summer. I'd, I'd also ask him, is this something that just happens in the summer or is it also happening in the winter? You know, if it's cold out and you're still having those, some of those issues. So um, I think I will vote that it is not unhealthy. And uh, the only uh, bad thing is having to throw away T-shirts, So, which is good because if you go to shop.powerathletehq.com, we have a ton of merch for you to buy. So throw away all your old T-shirts, buy a whole bunch of new ones, and you'll be fine. Yeah, or some tank tops, right? Like the new 4th of July tank top, but those are already sold out. <laughs> are they Sorry. all sold out? I think so. I think there were like five larges. I don't know. I saw an Instagram post and they were almost gone. Uh, other than the double X's, but Nate's wearing all those. <laughs> oh, sounds about right. What, uh, um, what they, I mean, is there anything wrong with using protein as an energy source? We're familiar with uh, McArdle's disease. Are, are which, you talking about like a, a gluconeogenesis? Like yeah. converting? I mean, so say this gentleman is he asking this bottom line is this a concern well what about other people that are into ketosis and then we we did plenty of research back in the lactic acid days i know we can't i know it it's doesn't lactate. exist yeah i know but then the mccardle's disease people are not allowed to use or not allowed so unable to use carbohydrates as an energy source well no their body doesn't produce lactate we, yeah but they can't use, use carbs yeah as in yeah so their body has to convert. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, I, I think studying that was what allowed us to really understand that lactate wasn't necessarily a byproduct, it was actually a fuel. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, there was no lactate threshold testing for the, for people with McCardle's disease. Well, they may need suffered heart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, I don't see a problem with it. Um, and I, but I, I think it's some more genetic stuff. I mean, cause mm -hmm. Uh, I've trained with people that uh, like just smelled awful, and I've trained with guys that didn't. Despite showers, well, um, the the other one too is I always wondered if it was a diet thing or a hydration thing. And Sam brought up a great point: was it the guys that were drinking way more alcohol, you know, and uh, you know were, were naturally or were dehydrated more often, tended to smell more like ammonia, you know? Because I mean, we we know it's a byproduct, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he should definitely be looking at the color of his pee <laughs> when he's going to the bathroom, and that could be a really easy fix because you just drink more water. Not only more water, but electrolytes. You can get electrolytes and salt in there. Mm -hmm. Do you have a suggestion? Uh, I do. I'm a big fan of Element. Element T. No, it's it's just Element. Oh, yeah. It's not. <laughs> I think they just. It's Element, and I know that because I actually made a joke to Nikki. And Rob about Elementy, and they were like, "It's Element." I'm like, "I know, but it's funny." I know that's why I know. I, think I, it's funny. I know why you though it's funny. So yeah, uh, we use a ton of the Element stuff, which is the salt packs. If you guys aren't familiar with them, that, uh, that well, Rob Wolf and them designed. Yeah, a big thing, especially in Austin. University of Texas coach Tom Herman, no longer with the team, but he had this champion hydration levels. So at all the urinals in UT's locker rooms, he'd have these different shades of yellow that represented your hydration level in urine mm. to help identify and, and make aware that his teammates or his, his players, excuse me, needed more hydration if it's this. 
And then it was like clear piss equals championship piss. Something weird. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, dude. And then the Austin Simply Fit, they had the same thing up in their bathroom. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, it worked, I guess. Making, I don't, I didn't, we didn't hear about any negative stories of. Well, how did UT do? Did they win a national championship? Well, I mean, they're. There's, you know, the national championship, and there's different champions each game. Like, I'm sure they gave away the game ball when they beat University of Kansas. Oh, they did lose to them. But, um, you know, just creating a culture of awareness around hydration is an important thing, especially in Austin Mm. come August training camp time. That's true. That is very true. Uh huh. So, in New York City, summertime, hydration level is very important. Anything else? Yeah. I do at least a gallon a day for my water. Yeah, but you're breastfeeding. Yeah, but even when I'm not. Really? Which I guess hasn't been the past three years. I don't know. I've been pregnant or breastfeeding. Well, I, I, I know that like uh, there's, you know, like a, a water volume is directly tied to like, a, you know, like volume for breast milk. And like all of a sudden that was like one of the ways, like when the mom stopped breastfeeding, they like have them cut their water back and like instantly, you know, but it's, it's pretty interesting. I think like the minute the baby's done, the mom stops producing, the bodies are so smart. Yeah. It, it's, it really is crazy. Um, just how the body can like wean off and it knows, right? Like just how right after you have the baby, you start producing. It's our bodies are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Cause we keep trying to like hack everything. Well, kind of like this guy exercising, worrying about ammonia. Yeah. Like it's a byproduct. You'll be fine. So, cool. Yeah, as long as, he's mean, got, as long as he's as long as he's getting plenty of protein, yeah. he should be fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but but like he said, if he's on the leading protocol, uh, he's eating a high protein diet. I mean, we don't necessarily have any protocol that doesn't promote a high protein diet. We just haven't seen a benefit from having a low protein diet. No one has. No, nobody. Like especially people, unless you want to be frail and weak, and you know. Not be able to fight your way out of a paper bag. Why are you looking at me when you said that? Because uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous. You're eating a low protein diet. You're probably just over there eating liver again. You gave oh no, I'm off oh. the live, off the live. <laughs> you gave me a whole bucket of pea protein, so oh, it's yeah. it's going good use. Oh man, I can't. Take it, it is flavorless and disgusting. No so, wonder you ate it when you were sick. Uh, so Dr. Tom was like, uh, when I got all my food testing, was like, oh, you know, I want you to use pea protein as a supplement. And so I, I got this pea protein and like some of them were really awful tasting. And I basically found this one that didn't have any flavor. So I would just have to just smash it. The only problem is pea protein is like dropping a nuclear bomb on my stomach to the point where like I would take it and like be like, okay, I'm going to work out. And I'd be like, nope, I'm not going to work out. Like it was absolutely destroyed me. So I just had it sitting around and I was like, oh, let me give this a text. <laughs> no problem. Because I know you love pea protein. Uh, I wouldn't say love. I'm just defaulting there. Uh, the ways I'm getting older, just one of those things. Uh, I found a beef, a beef isolate protein uh, mm. that we've been taking that what I'll do is I basically make a shake in the morning and I'll take it and then I make another one. I put it in the freezer and then at night I eat it like uh, almost like a ice cream or a sundae because mm. like after I ate dinner, like we were watching the Olympics last night and uh, I would rather eat that than smash a bag of pork rinds. As you would s- not. I know. Uh, dude, my son was like, dad, you want any pork rinds? I'm like, God damn it, I love you. Go get those pork rinds. Let's, and then uh, and then he brought out like a little bowl and I poured him a bowl. He handed me the bag and then like he finished the bowl and he like looked at the bag and he was like, where did they all go? I'm like, damn it. I ate them. 
Uh, but if you guys don't know, Epic uh, came out with this whole line of uh, baked pork rinds. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude. Have they have them in like sea salt, like salt and pepper. Pepper, like, yep. Like they are so good. I'm like, And then they oh, were. Chili lime. And then they were at uh, Whole Foods. They were like two bags for like five fifty. I was like, oh, we're going to need 12 of these. And yeah, so that's I just, a good deal. Yeah. So have you I, tried the uh, wild chicken chips? Yes, we have tried the wild chicken chips. Where would they're, I acquire these? They're at Whole Foods. Um, okay. We have them at our like Lowe's grocery store, which is not a fancy grocery store. Yeah, no, we. Uh, I got them for the kids, and they. So what's funny is we'll like, hey, well, let's get these for the kids, and if the kids don't eat it, I just smash it. Yeah. And, and Kate's like, hey, the kids don't want this, and I'm like, just so like in our in our pantry, there's like the the kids shelf. And then there's like a, a plastic box of all the stuff they don't want, which is dad's <laughs> shelf. And I'll be like, uh, I'll like see it in there and I'll like, it'll, it'll be in my box. I'll be like, yes, I'm going to eat all these. So is it like chicken? It's like pork grinds, but chicken? Yeah, it's made. I think it's made from, uh, from chicken and skin. It's, uh, they're, they're actually not bad. They're actually really good with salsa. Yeah. It's a dehydrated chicken, but like thin, like a potato chip. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, I think probably ate about four bags on the way to Summer Strong, and it's only like a two hour drive. <laughs> it sounds like us when we were driving back, we stopped at uh, Whole Foods and they had a deal on pork rinds. So I just bought like a whole, like every variation of pork rind. And well, we everyone driving. in the car did. Yeah, everybody were like, okay, pork rinds, and just destroyed all these pork rinds. And I'm like, well, they don't have any carbs. So yeah, they're okay, right? Some after that, too. <laughs> Isn't pork, isn't pork rinds kind of the traditional road trip food, especially in Texas? Uh, I think pork rinds are just uh, uh, become another food group. So you got like your meat group, you got your you know bread group, you got your vegetable group, you got fruit group. Collagen. And now you got your pork rind group. Uh, like, well, I think this dude needs more pork rinds. That's the problem. <laughs> As a non-nutrition coach, eat some of that, dude. <laughs> So uh, did, I, I also, for listening to it, he seems like a bit of an overthinker. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad he's following Grindstone. He's just oh, plugged into the program. 90-second voicemail. <laughs> yeah. Bit of an overthinker. That felt like forever. Well, you know what? I was thinking, like, as a dude, you're probably not worried about it. His wife or significant other's like, dude, you stink like bad. And then he was like, what do you mean? And then, like, do you use deodorant? Uh, that's another one. Um, it could be a deodorant thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know that... Uh, there's certain deodorants that actually like smell awful or like when you sweat, whatever, they kind of have an uh, opposite effect on that, especially uh, a, a lot of those hippy dippy ones. Yeah. I'm getting a lot of targeted ads towards deodorant. I don't, I don't really pay attention. So, uh, I, so our body just soaks I, it up. These I metals. Don't, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory, but I did read a whole deal that, uh, they use a lot of aluminum in deodorants and some of like the cheaper ones actually the witcher Andy Persprint actually block and then kind of clog stuff up and actually absorb some uh, different toxic metals. Mm. And I don't know if that's bullshit. I haven't done any research on it, but it was good enough for me to go try to go find like one, like the hippie ones, but do the, <laughs> hippie and they ones... don't fucking work for shit. That's why hippies stink. So I finally found one that worked pretty well, but there was a while there where I was like, and it was funny cause I, my wife was like constantly buying them. I'm like, are you buying these? Cause you think I stink? And she's like, I'm going to keep getting them until we find one that works. <laughs> Well, great job, Kate. Showing, not telling. <laughs> no, my wife's pretty smart on that stuff. Well, she's shorter than me, so, so like, she's I probably in go your to, armpits. She's, she's pretty much <laughs> at armpit height, so you know she's probably like this fucking bastard. Whereas for me, I'm like I can't smell anything. 
Boy, the top of your head smells great. Well, you know when you smell yourself, it's bad. <laughs> That's probably what this guy he triggered. Oh, I smell awful. I can't imagine what I smell like to other people. Yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> you might not smell yourself, but if you go take off a shirt and, like, you throw it on the floor and you leave it there, like, wet for, like, two or three days, oh, and you put... I'm just making just an assumption. I know you've seen this stuff in locker rooms. Uh, Those dude, dudes are out there. Dude, I've seen some nasty shit. Uh, like somebody will like leave something and you're like a uh, class example, like the shaker bottle in oh, the yeah. car in the uh, sun. Uh, Don't open it. Don't open just it. Just throw it right at trash. Like actually drive by and like throw it at somebody <laughs> and then they open it and then it bloms them. What is not as bad as the shaker bottle but still sucks is, is pads, equipment, gear. Because some of these summer kids, they open up their bag... So pack it in on a Tuesday game. Don't open it until the next Tuesday, and you catch a waft of that, and it's it's death. Well, it's the, not protein death, but it still sucks. Well, the the problem is is that's mold. Oh. So the one thing you don't want to do is take something that's sweaty, put it in a, a closed hot environment without circulation, and then it gets mold, and then you put that on, and that's actually absorbing mold into your body, which uh, is not fucking good. Probably worse than aluminum. Yeah, there's like a... Well, these kids don't wear deodorant either, so... Yeah. Oh. Well, they're also young and resilient. Like, this is probably like at 12 years old, you ain't got to worry about that stuff. Now, when you're 45, deodorant might get you. <laughs> you, <laughs> got, you got other things to worry yeah, about. You got other things. I think as you get older, the margin of error starts just getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, man. If, I, if I'm not dialed in by the time I'm 45, like... Like, you don't remember as a kid, you'd be like, oh, just eat all this food and be like, oh, I'm totally fine. Then the next day you wouldn't eat. I mean, it's like as you get older, the margin of error just increases or it just decreases, gets really tiny. For all things hygiene. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Ask well, and answered. asked and answered. Oh, I got you. You did. I knew exactly you were going to say ask, ask and answered. It's not like we haven't done 500 of these podcasts. It's not like we <laughs> haven't done 500 of these podcasts. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us on another upset of Power Athlete Radio. I'm John. This is Tex, and we're joined, or and we are saying goodbye to our good friends Sam and Rob. Bye. 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 Now it's time for you to empower your performance. Head to powerathletehq.com/training to choose from a number of programs to meet your specific performance goals. And if you like to break a mental sweat too, visit academy.powerathletehq.com and become a real stakeholder in you or your athlete's success. Until next time, bye!